You're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. conversation we that we can it. cut into while we're just hanging <laughs> hey, out. Hey, look, I found the agenda. Guys, I'm out of beer mosa. I thought we agreed not, to stop mosa. doing these Sundays. But I guess since we've introduced alcohol to our Sunday more brunches, it's then it's fine. Beer mosas. I like John's beer opinion. Mosas. I'm actually like almost out of beer mosa too. Why did we start this right I know. now? We'll get, we'll get some in between right. the next episode. Cool. cool. I like thanks for thanks to the Bohemian for bringing us the beer. I like John's idea that <laughs> Scotch whiskey goes with everything all the time. It's it was actually whiskey ginger ale. Yeah, it was whiskey ginger. Yeah, but yeah, the, eat that microphone. Yeah. There you yeah. go, baby. There you Thanks. go. Yeah. We're teaching John how to microphone this week. Yeah. TV and movies. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, American Horror Story, a show that I have never watched a single episode of. Did, are you, who uh, kicked it's, that off? Is it just you and I, it's Tom? Just you and I. Yeah, so tell me if this new season's worth watching. Oh, wait, wait. I oh. watched. Oh half of the circus season that's oh, not giving a fuck about anything it's so <laughs> stupid <laughs> dude season five was really good the lady gaga season the hotel i really liked it a lot see i never so emily watches it and so i watch it by default and i don't love it but i tolerate it mm. and the new season seems more entertaining so they're doing roanoke oh really which yeah. i love that topic it's almost got me interested that i want to watch this season can I, I jump in? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Another yeah. season's connect. Because, uh, well, but I've heard that there is some connections nope. to past. I mean, nope. there's some, there's some, ref- <laughs> like, there's a monster from earlier seasons that's in this season, but that's it. It doesn't, nothing matters. Yeah. Because I love that whole Roanoke, like, mystery, conspiracy Nick thing. Nick spoiled it for me at work the other day. Oh, yeah, that, that Roanoke really, like, it's just a myth. Like, they know exactly what happened to the people in Roanoke. Well, don't ruin it for me. Um, just to chime in here. Yes, I'm reading a jump. lot that... This season's actually tying them all together. Yeah. So yeah, supposedly like there's been little threads throughout them all, but like you don't you can watch any season. They're all standalone. It's an anthology. And, and based on the first episode, like it's I mean it's completely different than the last season. They're almost shooting it like one of those shitty like made for move made for TV movies where it's like yeah, because I hear they have actors playing like right. the people who actually lived through it. But then like when you're watching the story, it's, the it's a pe- reenactment. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. and it actually playing. has like the text that pops up. This is like live reenactment by actors right. and isn't Cuba Gooding Jr. in it yeah <laughs> that's crazy so we're at work the other day and I'm like did you watch it Tom and he's like yeah I was like didn't you think it's kind of weird that they had like different people playing he's like what do you mean and I was like well, you didn't realize that the guy that was doing like the interviews wasn't Cuba Gooding Jr. I didn't notice <laughs> so yeah they're doing like they're doing interviews on like a black screen like people just sitting talking to the camera like on like on a Discovery Channel I survived kind yeah. of show yeah your confessionals mm-hmm. yeah it's I don't know Huh. I, every single time I watch the show, I'm always like, eh, we'll see how it goes. And then there's like three episodes. I was like, oh, that was good. And then at the end, I'm like, God, this is a garbage TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what do you, if you watched all the other seasons prior? Um, I've only watched five and then this one. Okay. And my wife has watched a bunch of them. I watched parts of the one with the nuns. I think that was two or three. Asylum? Asylum, yeah. That so one I've was watched, the worst one. I've watched parts of it, but that one was like, I don't know. I feel like they went really stereotypical with that because whenever you get nuns involved, there's always like weird sex shit. Did not, and... They also introduced a um, a Nazi doctor who was right. experimenting on people, and then they just let that thread just go and never did anything with it. Yep. And yeah. then aliens. And then aliens. 
I liked five a lot. Like I really liked five. Um, but yeah, six so far. Like, that first episode was really interesting. I like the way they're shooting it. It doesn't really. I don't feel it resolved at all. It, they're trying to set you up for something bigger, but it was very fun to watch. Enough with Nazis, am I right? Yes. Like we no. get it. They were the worst people ever. Like let's find a new enemy. Provided it's not Dead Snow, because Dead Snow is the best. That's Nazis. Am- that's amazing. Yeah. It's also the best zombie movie. Mm. <laughs> I will fight you. That is a strong statement. It's I don't, okay. I don't like Tom, zombie movies. <laughs> it's okay. He's wrong. We can move on. I don't we can know if he's wrong. Right I, just don't know wrong. If I, I just don't know if I agree. <laughs> That's why he's wrong, Tom. Oh, okay. Because you don't agree. Yeah, oh, you don't right. agree is with my, my, my opinion that I formed as a statement. It's not my fault you're a racist. Uh, well, Isn't that how discourse goes? <laughs> Goddamn Jews, right, John? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's even better because he's just over there, kind of spaced out, just yeah. <laughs> like I don't just thinking care about, about kosher meat and naked women. <laughs> um, vice principals so wrapping up today. Yeah, wrapping up today as of this recording. So this Sunday, it's I don't know how they're going to do a second season, but yeah, shit's gotten a lot better. So like you said, you last watched like episode I three think or I'm four halfway through. Yeah, is like is where I'm at. And like I, I enjoy it. It's definitely a Danny McBride HBO series where it's really, really funny, but then there's moments in the episode where it's like, this is fucking dark and depressing. <laughs> it's it's like Eastbound and Down. I love yeah. that series yeah. and I think it ran for like a perfect three seasons. Like I love that whole anthology, that story that they tell over the course of three seasons. But even then it's like the one episode one week, I'm laughing my ass off at it, and then the next one it kind of gets like pretty heavy and dark. I mean, there's definitely some funny moments in the episode. But they kind of like actually, as quote unquote real people, address some of the shit that's been like the crazy antics that have been going on. And it gets a little heavy. And vice principals, I mean, when they burn down her fucking house, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the greatest scene. Yeah. <laughs> sticks the chair yeah. in the wall. <laughs> yeah, sticks, yeah. Like it's, yeah. But it's, it's so good. But then you're kind of like, she doesn't really deserve this. And this is really fucked up. Like, I, no, no, she deserves it. I, I haven't watched beyond that as of right now in my head. I'm like, I don't, she deserves some of this shit, but like her whole house being burned down. That hasn't come up yet. No, it's, I just, I'm waiting for that for the finale. Yeah. Her to find out. That's gotta be what happens. I, something's gotta, but I love, uh, uh, what's his, not Danny McBride, but the other vice principal. Walton Goggins. Yeah, that guy's awesome. The, I Justified. Love, yeah, from What's Justified. His name? Walton Goggins. Oh, I heard like Boyton, and I was like, what the Boyd fuck Crowther. is wrong with Boyd, his name? Yeah, Crowther, Boyd Crowther is from uh, Justified with yeah, his character. Yeah, he's so awesome. And like the the last episode I watched is where you know he's got the problem with the neighbor across the street, and Danny McBride <laughs> shows up with the brass knuckles he confiscated from a student and knocks that motherfucker out. <laughs> I love that. And it's like, uh, like, do they approach anything? Like, is is he gay? Like, no, he's married. He's well, married. no, I know he's married, but it very much seems think, like a mail order bride. Situation. I think one of the one of the vice principals or one of the principal's kids calls him gay, and he goes off on him. Really? Yeah. Because I can't tell the if he's gayest just... way possible. Yeah, he exactly. Like a temper tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is like yeah. he's he's so effeminate, and like some of the things that they do, like they make it seem like he hates his wife, like well, yeah. and his life, and so it's like I'm trying to figure out like is he, <laughs> has he just like not, you know come out to himself let alone anybody else yeah like I think I, a big part of it is he's never it, stood up for himself yeah exactly whether that's for a sexuality who knows but that's i think his arc yeah is he's this little weasley guy but that's the thing is like i love his arc and i love his character and i yeah. love his mannerisms he's just like such like a sassy motherfucker when they like, go to his house and danny mcbride's like whose crap shack is this or whatever he says I'm like no motherfucker Dude, that's my house i love his mother-in-law yes yeah. just constantly fucking with him and like 
there's the scene where she just sits and calls him a bitch boy over and over and over. Um, well, and then he's always just screaming at him like, I don't know what you're saying. Did you know that Danny McBride, yeah, Danny McBride was actually a, a substitute teacher? No. I did not know. A that. lot of this shit comes from him being a substitute teacher in the that past. Awesome. That's terrifying. I was just, I'm just Danny McBride on HBO for me is a must watch. Like yeah. I love his style of comedy. I, like I said, I if, even if this series only runs for this one season, and if, if it doesn't really make sense to do a second one, I hope he continues to do different series with HBO, even if they're just like one season long, because I just, I love that shit. Well, I think it'll run. Jody Hill usually has like a three to four season plan. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I'm sure they have a plan, because yeah. I can see I can see one of them becoming the, like, the a principal, principal, and then just constant fuckery and problems and there's there's plenty of material left right well then also like just the stuff in their personal lives too like there's plenty of material there as well especially for yeah without spoiling it gets yeah crazy um so speaking of hbo westworld it's so what's that about so westworld's a michael Crichton book and basically have you seen the trailers Mm -mm. i know nothing about it 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 looks looks amazing so Fucking awesome! Yeah, it looks like, creepy. Your jeans, awesome. Well, yeah. this is supposed to be the show that replaces Game of Thrones on HBO. Like, right, they're slating this to be like the Game of Thrones well, replacement. And, and that really? being said, just from the trailer, and, and the show could end up being dog shit. Right, I am more looking forward to the premiere of Westworld than the next season of Game of Thrones. And and I'm I'm committed to Game of Thrones. Like I'm enjoying the show. I've been committed for however many seasons, five seasons, whatever. Well, sure, but it's new, right? This right, is a but new it's, thing. It's, it's a new yep. thing. But I love. I just love the West, and I love like what they're like. Yeah, integrating into yeah. that. And so, Lucas, the premise is so. This is a futuristic theme park that has different worlds that you can go to, and then it's got. What do they call them? Can you remember what they call the the robots? They uh, hosts. That's what they call them. They're hosts. And so there's these worlds are populated by robots, but they're so good you don't know who is a robot and who isn't. So kind of that Blade Runnery. What is a robot? Yeah, and, and so it isn't like when you go into the world, it's kind of like Matrix style, where like you kind of plug into it. I don't. I don't know anything about that, but I, like I you're that's... fully in the world, right? And I think you kind of plug in is my understanding, kind of like Matrix style, where like the That's how they made it look. Yeah, yeah, that's from the trailers, that's what I've been able it to gather. It looks really creepy. And there's the whole thing of who's, yeah, it's like the Battlestar, who's who's a robot, who's not. They could even like mm. Sword Art Online it, where you get stuck in there, have to escape. I don't I never read the book. I usually like Michael Crichton stuff. Yeah, me too. I didn't know it was a Michael Crichton book. I knew it was a book. I didn't know it was a Michael Crichton book. Why isn't Sphere a TV series? Discuss. Because they already made it into a shit movie. Oh, right. With, like, the creepiest <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Sharon don't like. Stone has an age well. <laughs> that's, oh, that's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a Sphere TV show. Nah, Sharon Stone looks like shit. Yeah. No way, man. Um, <clears throat> Peaky Blinders. Tom. <laughs> Fucking amazing show. The end. I watched all three seasons in like a matter of twelve days or something. What's that show about? I have so, no idea. So Peaky what it Blinders is, but people talk is about it Birmi- in Birmingham in the UK, uh, Birmingham, and they're they're gypsies and they fought in the war. They all came back to Birmingham and they're like an organized gang. They run like a gambling ring on horse racing. I'm like the cusp of the industrial revolution. Right. 
And so gotcha. they're like, and their whole get is their, their peaky blinders, and their whole thing is they wear their little chauffeur cap things with razor blades in the back, and that's how you know who they are. And basically their brother is leading them to power. Like he's got these huge plans for the organization, and he's going to make them millionaire legitimate businessmen. But first he has to get rid of this horse racing guy and deal with him and deal with all these crime syndicates to get it done, and it's super fun. What what uh, is that on? Oh, Netflix. I think it's just a Netflix, it's a Netflix series. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, who's the main guy? Tom Hardy. No, no. no. It's a scare, no. The Scarecrow from Batman. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cillian Murphy? Cillian so Murphy good. is the main guy. He's amazing. Sam Neill is like his opponent for the first two seasons. He leads like the Royal Police. Nice. He's insanely good. Tom Hardy leads the Jewish Mafia. Oh, God. And Tom Hardy is the best. We were joking about it before. Like, he just... He's oh. Jewish Bane, dude. It yeah. is yeah. so awesome. Oh, I've heard Arthur. I'm so sorry, Arthur. <laughs> Shalom. 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 Did you guys um, see that Patrick. movie he was in? The He was a gangster? The the drop? Oh, where he yeah. plays uh, twins? No, oh. where he plays a retarded muscle man. <laughs> what? You know, his he's, character, his he's character like he plays mob is like, muscle, and he may tell. be mentally retarded. You're wondering the whole oh, time. Okay. It's like the big mystery of the movie. It just never gets revealed. You're like, was he retarded? I don't know. Was he a little retarded? <laughs> I mean, I think that that wasn't the big mystery. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that was the big mystery. That was what John took away from him. From the film, like, I didn't care about the drop. I'm like, what? What's the, going on here? What are they going to pet the, the rabbit at the end? <laughs> when are they going to drop how many chromosomes he has? <laughs> of mice and men rabbits. Fucking literary in here. James Gandolfini. Just like, look at the bunny. Just look at the bunny. The drop is actually the chromosome he's lost. <laughs> um, Patrick from Through Being Cool has been like, I think since the end of season one, like when he would, I, he and I would talk, like he'd be like. Dude, you got to check out Peaky Blinders. It's so good. So I, I, I'll i check it out for sure. It, it, it's the type of show, like, when you first start watching it, you're not really sure what to think because the soundtrack is, like, all, like, European garage no, rock. It's like, all Nick Cave, honestly. And the kills. And, and the kills. like, just that style, like, grunge rock. But then, so you're, like, watching this old-timey show with this weird grunge rock soundtrack, and it, it just fucking works, man. Everything in that show hits. It's so good. If they play any Nirvana, I'm out. No. Yeah, yeah I, I will quit. Yeah. Um, I don't It fell off... Th- the agenda, but Stranger Things. You yeah, Stranger Stuff. Oh, you finally got through that? Yeah, I think we, we finally finished it. Um, yeah, so we, we talked about... Uh, I don't know if you guys had we finished talked about it last it. time. I watched it all we, like yeah. the week it came the week, out. Week it came One out. night. So like, here's kind of like the weird thing about this show. is like The day it came out, it appeared on like my recommended for you. And I'm not... And we'll talk about this later in the in the episode. I'm not a big fan of like the horror genre. And that's what it looked like to me, just from like yep. the picture oh, yeah. and the you know and the description. It's like, eh, like oh fucking whatever Netflix like this isn't this isn't my wheelhouse. It wasn't until like two or three weeks later that it really started blowing up. Um, like at least as far I would say two weeks, where people had like gotten through it. Like oh my god, this series is amazing. And so finally, my wife and I jumped on it uh, two weeks ago and plowed through the whole season in a week. Uh, watched like a couple episodes each night, Monday through Friday. Got through it. I had tears streaming down my face by the end of by the end of the series. Because like, you're a baby. Well, and also freaking uh, Sheriff Hopper, like, and his whole fucking story arc. Like, yeah. I couldn't handle that shit. <laughs> and like, it what an amazing, amazing series. And yeah. and Tom, you were completely right about like all like the little details about the '80s. And I just I, I think my favorite thing I was talking to Rebecca about this the other night is that I think my favorite thing about the series is that. I mean, yeah, there's callbacks to all the Spielberg and Stephen King and all this other stuff, and that's great. But I think just this at the simplest 
like level. My favorite thing about the whole story was that you had three gr different groups of people that were on to different segments of what was going on. And that didn't come together until the very end. So you had yep. like the group of kids that were just totally willing to embrace like there is a monster out there. We've befriended this girl with superpowers. Like, of course, like this is this is nuts. But we like we're going to go investigate this. And then you have the sheriff and the mom like there's some crazy shit going on and we're acknowledging this. But we're adults. And if we say this to anybody else, we're going to look fucking crazy. So they're investigating it from one angle. And then you had Nancy and uh, what's his name? Barb. John Raffio. Uh, no, not John. <laughs> well, yeah, John Raffio. John Raffio's dad. Yeah. Is, is, uh, yeah. And, uh uh, what's his uh, the Will's brother Will's older brother but mm -hmm. you have the two of them investigating it from a different angle and then the three groups all come together like the last two episodes and be like whoa 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 like you've been looking into this like okay let's all kind of combine what we know and everyone utilizes that and they come up with a big plan and I, I just love that aspect of it that they were all working separately and you were kind of following along their stories and really aside from Will's older brother knowing that his mom was suspecting this stuff and then he kind of has a, a an experience with it and is like oh shit maybe she's right but i'm gonna look into this on my own none of the groups were really connected yeah. in what they knew and what they were investigating i did like too on that note how they built on it and you had the teenagers just spent you know 15 minutes trying to kill this monster with like a fucking bear trap yeah. and fire yeah. and then you shoot to the school and the kid's shooting it with a little slingshot and you're just like you're fucked oh, you man. guys are so <laughs> fucked that, that slow-mo shot of lucas uh firing the the slingshot yeah. like at the demigorgon like that was so even though like the hit was like you know from 11 like it was such a cool moment yeah like i, I really just everything about that show i mean it was, it was like fun. i told my brother-in-laws because they've been kind of interested to watch it i said you know believe the hype it really is a fantastic show like beginning to end well even like rebecca didn't want to watch it she's like oh i can't with winona rider and then she fucking loves <laughs> that's it that's exactly what she sounds like that's that was a great impression because well, i tried like nobody was watching it so i was like hey yeah. are you watching this she's like no i can't stand her and she's like, yeah she, she just fucking that. watch the show how yeah. do you not like winona rider she's a little much in the show she gets better she... as it goes on but she's a little over the top like my acting. boy, my boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speak to me. Yeah. Staring and at a ball of Christmas lights. I also lights. feel like as an adult, you should realize, like, even under the trauma and stress of like having your child disappear, that if Christmas lights are talking to you, you should have at least the wherewithal to be like, but, I'm going to investigate this further, and I probably shouldn't she, say anything look, to anybody else. she was else. already a little rocky, which is what I love. Right. Like, I mean, her husband had left her. They were kind of living in a little bit of a rundown shack a giant in the piece woods. Of shit. Yeah, she he was, was a total dickbag. Yeah, financially and, then, and emotionally. Yeah, and then that happened. So, like, for me, it wasn't much of a logical jump that she would just go bash it. I think I, my I, favorite character arc, though, was Steve's. Uh, John Ralphio's yeah. dad. Like, I love because the whole first half of the the series, right? You like he, he was is a the, piece of shit. Well, he's the stereotypical '80s cool guy, right? Put like, that on its head too. And, yeah, and but then he starts making that turn, and I was all for it. By the end, like when he, one of my favorite like single like five seconds of the show is uh, when the Demi Gorgon when they're trying to trap it in Will's house. And it disappears after, you know, and then Steve shows up and he's like, what's going on? You know, and it shows up and then it disappears after they tried to trap it in the bear trap. And then it comes back again. 
and they're about uh will's older brother's about to die and steve comes in with the fucking baseball bat yeah. and then that, that moment where he does like the little flip with it and then hits him again i was like fuck yeah steve well, and the guy i hated the most in the show is his fucking friend with all the fucking freckles i want to oh, flay dude, him yeah. alive <laughs> and punch guy. those freckles off his fucking face that, I hated that fucking guy. girlfriend was the worst part oh, of the what? show oh, she was bad yeah. too but i just hated physically looking at that guy like all the fucking freckles <laughs> like i kept looking at tip every time he's on screen i'm like fucking hate this guy she's like why he didn't even say anything yet i'm like yeah but look he's at like, his fucking he's freckles. like scott farkas in christmas story yeah. fuck that yeah. little ginger <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah no i it, it was a it was a great series i'm looking forward to season two i'll be honest like my one thing is like i don't get all this hype about barb like i've had other people explain to me like why they i just identify with the character and i respect i that, just but think it's me, hilarious that barb went missing and nobody gave a fuck well it was like that thing funny. i retweeted it was like like her parents like, wait, you think we're made like of flashlights yeah, yeah even her parents really they're didn't like care. oh she's missing uh, I think let's, think, let's put up a flyer we'll call it some, a day yeah <laughs> i think that falls into what tyson was saying though like a little boy goes missing everybody loses their shit but this girl's like well she ran away she went to the bus stop she's a, they, she's a teenager they left tickets at the house so it looked like she ran away so she's homely and also at the she same time, she though, she wouldn't have gotten abducted by an alien. She shouldn't have dressed that way. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, flowery dresses attract alien rape. I just, I, everyone... I wish the ending wouldn't have been so cliffhangery, though. Yeah, I wish it was more ambiguous. Well, and like, I don't. So would have just like the kid throwing up stuff. It's like you could have left that out. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be. And I don't want them. I know season two is going to be a continuation, but I don't want it to be. Yeah. I want season two to be new cast, new people, and just do something else. So I listened mm-hmm. to an interview with the, with the the brothers on NPR. Um, that made me really jazzed for a second season. Jazzed. Yeah. He's jazzed, you guys. Oh, for a bit, oh. He is shaking his hands and tap dancing. Right for a continuation. <laughs> Apparently, like, they have, like, an entire, like, notebook written out about this world. And, like, they have rules about the monster and the other side and all this other stuff that, like, they it's kind of like Breaking Bad. Like, they have a beginning, middle, and end planned for this story. And they, they, they were talking about, especially like about the monster and Eleven and the other world. And they said, like, we have a whole rule book about what this monster can and can't do, how it behaves, what can and can happen in this other world. And there's stuff that we've revealed to you guys already. There's stuff that we've revealed to you already that you actually haven't caught yet. And then there's stuff that we will, over time, as we feel it's appropriate, reveal to you over season two and three. So, I mean, and it could all just be bullshit, but it definitely sounds like they have a plan in place for, like, a three-season story arc about what's going on here. I just, uh, I really hope that they don't do an homage to Stephen King for the ending because he does the worst endings in the history of anything. Right. Like, hopefully they just wrap it up. Like as opposed to like, so are they going to explain? So one of the things, just as a, I don't know, it was a dumb OCD thing. Like you've got the regular world, and then you've got the upside down. Mm-hmm. So if I buy a new fridge in the regular world, does it get updated in the upside down? Right. I would assume. And so. how quickly does that happen? I mean, that would kind of like because it's like just a whole flip of the everything. Right. Right. Well, but there's whole theories out there about. But it seems to the, me like objects is it like placed, a lag or. But like objects placed in the upside down aren't always there. It seems like, but I get your point. Well, it wasn't there at first, like when Eleven first met the Demogorgon, right? And then because the world that she was going to first was just pure black. But that wasn't a world. I don't think. I think that was her using the. That was just her the in the steps isolation. between well, using so the, site, the a whole, teleconnect to get to her, the it, monster. Yeah, and so, but there's a whole theory that like that that's that monster's world, and it had like that's just where it lived. It was like in this weird like in between other world, 
And when she touched it and made contact with it, it kind of like imprinted like because she knows about the real world. And it's like, oh, there's this whole world. And it's kind of like mm. it's projection. Mm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying these are the theories <laughs> I've read. Yeah. The flaw in that is she's been locked in a cellar her whole life. She doesn't know shit about the real world. Exactly. I think it's more when he brings uh, the kid down. Yeah. And then that kid's world gets becomes imprinted. The, uh, you know? Because oh, okay. that, that was pretty much sense, all yeah. that was down there was the woods and his shack and his house. So yeah. it's, almost, it's a clean slate until somebody's but, psyche basically. I was going to say, as other it. people uh, started going down there, it seemed to grow know. because the other world, like when you saw it at first, you're right. It's like his fort and the woods. But then by the end of the series, like they're walking through the entire town once, yeah. once Hopper and Will's mom go down there. So to your hmm. point, then, if they got a new fridge, that would only appear if the person, somebody that knew about the new fridge had gone, had gone into down the there. upside down. If, if you're their yeah. neighbor and you don't know that they got a new fridge, no, the new fridge wouldn't appear. But then there's a, there's a question then. Is, are the experiences unified? So say Lucas and I go in there and we both go into Lucas's house. But I don't know the layout of Lucas's house. Will I see Lucas's house as I empty? Think you would. And Lucas will no, see it I covered you, in jizz and comics? Yeah, I think you would see it covered in jizz and comics. Because I assume it Bagged is. Bagged was... comics, thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> but, also, but, but if it's around Christmas point, right? time, his mom's baller-ass on-point Christmas decorations. Yeah, but, but you get my point, right? Like, if I if I don't have reference point, is it is each experience inside the Upside I Down personalized? Shared. So it's a shared. I think it's shared. So his like, knowledge... I think when Hopper and Will's mom go down there, they're seeing the, they're not seeing two different they're things. They're seeing the their same eyes. things. They're having the same experience. So they're sharing, like, a shared knowledge. <laughs> That's what I so think. So when you eat a home-style Eggo waffle <laughs> in the regular world, does it become, like... A buttermilk waffle in the upside. Is down? that the fucked up version of a regular home? I don't know. What's the real mystery? Was Winona Ryder retarded? <laughs> <laughs> is the drop whether so that, like every movie ever <laughs> really? the, or series John that you watch? John's Spock. like, all right, person character Who's A is it retarded? No, okay, person B. Well, they might be. Okay, let's get some clues. Oh my god, he has like a pros and cons and like a flowchart system to figure <laughs> out whether or not they're retarded. To be fair, movie, Tom Hardy. I'll tell you who's retarded. <laughs> to be fair, Tom Hardy is pretty. He's like Mr. Skin, but for so name a movie. Uh, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Which one's retarded? Oh, I mean Matt Damon. <laughs> That's, what gonna... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, so Stranger Things was excellent. No, 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 no. Batman Begins. Christian Ooh, Bale. Good question. Most would say Christian Bale. Oh, sorry. But actually, in the scene, who's got the extra chromosome? Where Christian Bale is with uh, Liam Neeson, and he's supposed to kill the guy. That ninja he's supposed to kill, <laughs> totally retarded. Plot twist. Yeah. What about, okay, one more. Die Hard. <laughs> Which the one? one that, uh, die is Hard that the four. building? With Bruce Nagamoto Willis. Oh, yeah, yeah, original yeah. Die Hard. The very original. first Die Hard. Oh, God. It's been a while. Knock and me, knock and me, knock and me, knock and it's I obviously the musical. <laughs> or his wife. His wife. His wife. <laughs> yeah. Next right. question: Who's retarded in Bob's Burgers? Oh, I mean, it's the siblings. The no, 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 no. You're wrong. It's Teddy. Teddy, Teddy is Teddy not retarded. Sure. Teddy is like the quiet genius that no one realizes. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy makes John, the most sense, sense out of everyone in that show. You he mean, says these things where you're like, what the fuck was that? And then you're laying in bed at night and you're like, oh my God. It's like a revelation. <laughs> so what do I do, Bob? Like, What am I supposed to do here, Bob? <laughs> oh, man. What, what else we got on the agenda? Uh, uh, so I wanted to talk about? about Halloween's coming up. And I know I've been picking out, like, okay, this year I want to make sure to watch these movies. Do you guys... I know Tyson, not so much. Nope. But uh, do you guys have movies or series that you like to return to around this time of year that are fun? As basic as possible. Yes. 
Hocus Hocus Pocus, Pocus, for sure. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. That's that would be mine too. Uh, Emily always likes to go and watch Scream movies too. She loves the yep, Scream movies. Trilogies. I've I only think... ever seen the first one. Oh man, uh, it's they're usually. I was gonna say they're all on Netflix too. Um, what else do we usually what's the, watch? What's the one with? Uh, shit, I can't remember the name, but I watch it every fucking Halloween with Michael J. Fox. Oh, uh, Frighteners. 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 Frighteners is, good. Frighteners is my go-to. That and Ghostbusters, I watch every October. Did you ever see Poltergeist? I did. Did not care for it. See, and that's Stranger Things is totally poltergeist. Yeah. See, so I was explaining this to uh, to Tiff uh, the other day. Like, as far as like, were you mansplaining or just talking to her about it? Talking to her about it. Like, because she here, she she enjoys she enjoys <laughs> like horror movies to an extent, like the zombies and stuff like that. Like, I enjoy stuff of like the stuff that really freaks me out is like the stuff that in my head could actually happen. And I know that's just a frame of mind, right? So any like conspiracy stuff. Like sci sci fi stuff, like in my head, like that could actually come to fruition, right? Mm-hmm. I watch shit like the Poltergeist, and like my, my frame of reference is that's all bullshit, mm-hmm. and so I have no like I can watch anything with demons, ghosts, the devil, whatever, and I just sit there through the whole thing bored as shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't find any fright in it or whatsoever, unless they do like some cheap ass jump scare at me. I don't care about the film, so but like. So I I don't find it fun. But again, that's just that's my frame right. of reference, right? Like there's other people who even if you have an inkling that like, oh well, this could be or could not be, but like I find this disturbing. Like then I, because I think the th- the thing about horror movies is like it's not really that fun if you don't get at least a little freaked out about mm-hmm. it, right? Like right. that's kind of, that's part of the rush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tom? Um, I mean, we generally like from September first ish to October. November 15th really we go like full on autumn right like we drink pumpkin shit and watch horror movies like every day but like reenact- pumpkin is or uh, Tom is all about that pumpkin I'm spice so latte basic, life girl. Uh, did you really see good, my, my twitter handle there's really good pumpkin I salsa Thomas. I got at the farmer's market Fuck. it is delicious and spicy um so like reanimator dead snow um we watch um repo the genetic opera pretty much every year um we do watch frighteners ghostbusters What's um, your Dance what's of the dead? I know you and your wife like you guys are big on the horror movies like right. all year long. I mean, you you say you kind of amp it up between September and November. But we watch them. What is like? What would you say if you could name one or two titles? Like, what would you say is your quintessential like October, yeah, horror movie? Like the top two that you would say like you watch this right around Halloween within a day or two every single year. Fuck, um, The Exorcist. Okay. Um, and then usually we do a lot of like Hitchcock stuff closer to Halloween. Like nice. we watch a lot of like old, like not really scary but fun to watch. Yeah. Stuff mm-hmm. so, like I don't. I can't think of a specific title. Cause North for by us, Northwest. I don't think I've seen that one actually. That's a good one. You've oh never seen God, that one. Oh. oh my put God. Put that on your list yeah, this year. That's on your put, list. put that I on think, your list. I'm pretty sure I own it because we bought some like big old box set of like no, all the North Hitchcock by Northwest was my favorite Hitchcock okay. film. But hundred uh, percent. I mean, we generally will watch those and then. It's super random because, like, we'll watch Friday the 13th or we'll watch, like, House of a Thousand Corpses or uh, we both really like the Rob Zombie remake of – is it the remake of Friday the 13th or is it the remake of – It's Michael Myers, isn't it? Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween. Like, we watch those. I don't think we have, like, a go-to. We just kind of, like, find horror movies that we're in the mood for. But I have to say if there's one that I can pick and watch pretty much any time, uh, George A. Romero's Diary of the Dead – is I've fucking, never seen that one. It's super great. It is so good. It's kind of like a found. It's like they shoot it like found footage style, but they cut out of it enough that it doesn't like make you nauseated. Um, 
I'll go on record and say I watched the original Blair Witch for the first time yesterday, and uh, fuck that movie. Like, as in you it's don't like it? Or... Yeah, like, I get what it did for the found footage genre, but it's not... Yeah, but you like, didn't watch it at Lucas's house with his fucked up parents. You're right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> did I, have Wait, I told you guys what? that story? Yeah, didn't they, like, <laughs> Hold they, on. they killed the power, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so real quick, like, I'm sure I'll probably finish share this story. So, like, Lucas's parents, like, invited, like... On Halloween night. Right. And like, to be clear, like when Blair Witch came out, I think we, we were, were in junior all, high. We were like 10 to 12 years old. Came yeah. out in 99. Junior high. It was junior high. It's ninth grade. Yeah, ninth grade. Like, or maybe mm-hmm. earlier. I think like seventh or eighth, actually. All right, so maybe we were 13. But, it was, yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah. so like myself, you know, obviously Lucas was there, his little brother, uh, our friend Jordan, um, our friends like Melissa Jenny and, and Jenny. Melissa, yeah. Like, so we all come over. And so the first part of the night is like fun. We're just kind of hanging out. His mom made his, her big pot of like her famous chili verde and so we're watching we, like the document like the quote-unquote documentary yeah on so, the his, so his parents it. like put in the dvd which at the time came with like all the extras with it that like was the promotional stuff which were pretty lengthy they were like 10 and 15 minute like quote-unquote documentaries about the blair witch so we're watching all this shit right but we're watching it and it's like it's still early enough like his parents are giving out candy to the trick-or-treaters as they combine everything well after that like, trick-or-treaters stop coming by. All right, it's time to watch the actual film, right? And we're young and stupid. We're like, yeah, let's watch this. By the end of it, like, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. I don't give a shit. It's a fucking 20-year-old mov- old movie. The ending so, doesn't matter. But, like, that <laughs> moment when, like, they turn the camera and you see the guy standing in the corner because the whole thing is, like, the right. Blair Witch doesn't want anyone watching them kill someone else. Oh, that makes more sense. So <laughs> There was tur- a serial killer that they yeah, referenced in the documentary. Yeah, so yeah, they, tur- yeah. they turn the camera to the, the killer and then they get slammed in the head and the camera hits the ground. Right as the camera hits the ground, we didn't realize this, but Dan, <laughs> Lucas's dad, had left the room, had gone down to the um, breaker box and, like, flipped the, all the switches like right as that fucking happens our friend jordan got up off his ass and ran out the front door like all yeah, like, he's a good I friend to have so, in an emergency yeah, I, some exactly people like jordan i don't know if it was lucas out. or someone else like someone jumped over the couch like onto the other side of the couch like i don't think i went camping for two years after that because of that like that's true because not only like were we young so like impressionable like from this stuff and like his like his parents like had like set this up like you guys need to watch this stuff and it was like one of the first found footage movies there's no precedence for well, this it was creepy like yeah. but i still like that's like one of my my funnest memories is just thinking back on that like how terrified we were so red letter media who you know some people love some people don't i think they're great uh they they've been doing these things called reviews with re colon mm-hmm. where they watch old movies and then talk about them if they hold up now one of them they did was blair witch and the one of the points they made that i thought was interesting is that at the time this was before the internet is what it is now. Sure. Where you can look up anything in an instant and be like, oh, yeah, this guy's retarded in this movie or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, That's actually not a thing yet, patent pending. <laughs> so back then, this movie was all just built on hype. Yeah. There was never found footage, and they sold it as this really happened, and this is real found footage. So when you went into the theater, you didn't know if it was fake. Yeah, Whereas yeah. now, if you sit down to watch, you're like, yeah, this is all bullshit. Right, and it's it's, it's a precedence, and I, and I think it still holds up fairly well as and you might disagree tom but like as a movie to watch for entertainment value yeah like, like, i think it's well done but like it was important if you didn't step in like, if you didn't watch it genre. like right when it came out like whether you hit it in theaters or right when it came out on dvd like if you didn't watch it then like as a young kid like and that's you what missed they, out yeah. that's what red later sorry tom yeah, that's what good. red letter had said is Go find some dipshit kid that's 14 that doesn't know what the Blair Witch is. Take his phone away from him. Put him in a room and say, this really happened. Watch this. And then see. Yeah. Like, if it scares the shit out of him. And I will say that, like, there was stuff about the movie that bothered me, like, as a whole. But I did, like, I 
usually when I watch a movie like that, I'll usually play a video game while I'm watching it and just kind of half watch it. But I actually like set my game down and watch the whole movie, which for me is pretty rare. I think for me the biggest thing was like the ambiguous ending just didn't – it just didn't like – it didn't feel as cohesive as it could have, but it was fine. Sure. Like, Tom I, and I were talking about this at work, and I think this kind of holds for the Blair Witch. Cause Emily and I watched The Witch – a couple oh, weeks ago, I love fucked, that movie. which it's just a really good movie. But we we're talking. Emily brought this up to me. Um, she, like horror works best when there's only one thing to yep. focus on. Yeah. Like you're in one house, yep. or with Drag Me to Hell, there's one thing that she's trying to escape. Same with It Follows. She's trying to. They're trying to escape. Yep. Yeah. And the witch is. They're completely isolated. There's nothing to help you. You're on this little plot of land, and you don't know what's happening. Yep. Like if you can focus on one thing. So with Blair Witch, it's just. <laughs> there's, there's just that's yeah, all you're doing is thinking about like you're lost in the woods yeah. and there's a witch and yeah. when we were kids yeah I watched it in the, my sister's place up in bumfuck Idaho and I remember it creeping me out yeah. a bit especially but, if you're watching it in the dark alone did you guys see uh, speaking of like the one idea Lights Out that came out in theaters I haven't watched that yet is it yeah Daniel and I went and saw it and I liked it a lot and that base is the whole premise is this monster only appears in the dark you know it's like a boogeyman thing but they play off of that really well with the the light and all the lighting in the film. Right. Okay. Like at one point when this spoilery a little bit, when the monster is coming after this cop who's of course shown up late and doesn't believe anything anybody's saying. No. What? So he this monster is coming at him and it just looks like a woman and he picks up his gun and he shoots at her and every flash of the bullet it disappears and then it's closer uh, and closer. That's yeah, cool. That's like the Weeping Angels. Yep. Well, and it's also they do a really good job of a shot like that in Silent House. That's actually one. If you haven't seen mm. Silent House, so it's it's the it's the other Olsen sister. Oh, the, the one Scarlet from Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, Scarlet Witch. And they do the entire movie in one shot. Her name's Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Thank Whatever, you. John. <laughs> so Elizabeth Olsen, and she like, and it's the same thing that they go out to this house that her dad is renovating for some reason, and they're staying there for the summer. And you watch this horror movie unfold, and they're in this one spot, and there's a great sequence in there where she's trying to get away from the monsters, and she's in a pitch black room, and all she has is a Polaroid. Oh, and she's snapping shots at the Polaroid, <laughs> so when the Polaroid lights up, you see what's happening, and then it goes black again. That's cool. That sounds um, really cool. Another one um, on the isolation point that does a great job is um, we just watched this, actually. It's called We Are Still Here. Um, why, why does that sound familiar? Yeah, that sounds super familiar. I don't... It sounded familiar to me, too, and I don't know why. It sounds like that Bob Dylan movie. Yeah, but it's really, it's really the sequel good. sequel to We Are Here. <laughs> um, so basically, this family buys a house kind of out in, like, Closer to the woods ish. Oh, is this um, the... and they move out there? Keep going. And there's like I'm this, sorry. and like the, there's these neighbors come over and visit them and are at, like, talking about how this house has a weird history and there's kind of like weird shit going on. And there's, I think their son just died and they moved out there to like deal think... with that basically. Okay. Rebecca gave um, me like the entire. It's, it's really, down. really a fun watch though. And they, same thing though, because this couple, even with some of their friends that end up coming with them, are so isolated in this house, I think it really works. Nice. What about you, John? As far as like these movies go i'm not a big horror movie guy like every halloween i'll end up watching beetlejuice yeah yeah i fucking oh, love one. winona Ryder. first of all <laughs> love winona Ryder. um and then evil dead i'll usually revisit oh, yeah. all the evil dead army of darkness that was one um i can't believe i left it off the list danielle had never seen so last night i was and she's like i don't know if i want to watch a horror movie i've seen the first couple of evil deads i'm like no you like army of darkness is something completely yeah. different yeah let's just watch this and it was a big hit. That is still one of my favorites. And I yep. watching it again last night, I realized he doesn't have any conversations with anybody. There's no like open dialogue. It's all just one-liners from Bruce Campbell. Yep. 
Man, I loved. Did you guys watch the Evil Dead remake? Yeah, I, I haven't. Loved yeah, loved it. I, 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 I'm not really big in horror movies. Like, I want to watch like That's these. Scary. I don't want to watch gory movies ever. Oh, okay. Torture porn is where it gets. Yeah, a little weird. yeah. I, I stick with Evil... stuff like it follows and drag it me to hell. Really yeah. but, but like, I, and I don't do torture porn either. Like, I can't. I couldn't even watch like House of Wax. But that's like when she started in the trailer when she licks oh, the yeah. the knife and it splits her tongue. I was like, I don't know if I can sit through and, this. And I'd that like was to, the but... hard part of the Evil Dead remake. Is like I can't do things going into eyeballs. Oh yeah, and that was like brutal. And, come... and I think the only reason <laughs> I was able to like sit and watch it is because. It really, in my mind, is exactly what Evil Dead would have been if they would have had a budget, and so it's just fucking great to see. Like, and that's what, what I've heard quite it. a bit. And, and I've girl, heard that it's kind of like great. maybe it's in her head, maybe it's not this monster because she's like going through a rehab. So you could play off of that a little bit. They, and they they do play that pretty hard in the show. It's I really liked it, but you know zombies and horror and shit. So well, shit. I just watched Drag Me to Hell for nice. the first time in like a, a decade. Movie. That's so good. It's Sam Raimi at his finest. That, you and that scene, uh, Derek hyped me up on that yeah. movie real hard. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and that's it was kind of him returning to his no, roots after Spider Man right? Three. Yeah, no, fuck you, John. <laughs> no, it was it was him returning to his roots. Talk that, uh, more about it. Talk that more scene. About it. <laughs> no, it's funny because he started talking, and then I started talking. To you. you guys just talked over us, so we both went like this. Like, oh no, because our opinion is more important than that's yours. True. He has, dude. You've got the best, like, fuck me face, like, <laughs> like these assholes. It's, so it's good. the same thing happened. We were talking about Venture Brothers, and Tyson cut us off, and you just looked at me like, this "You're gonna let this stand?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this is what happens. But my favorite scene in a, it follows is when she's running from the Lamia, and she shuts the door, and the two hoofs like step in front of the door, mm-hmm. and they're very clearly like sticks with fake hooves on the front of them. <laughs> oh, it's so good because it's scary, intense. But if you catch that, it's pretty fucking funny. So one thing, uh, the one last thing I'll touch on, somebody wrote a really interesting article about It Follows. And uh, part of the reason why it works and is so disturbing is because they do, they're smart, in smart horror movies, things that are just off-center. You can't tell what time and place this right. takes. They all the have, TVs are old. They have the girls swimming and the other girls in winter clothes. Yeah, yeah. And you can't tell what season it is because it's, some people are dressed warm. Like, So I, I like that too. That's some of the stuff that a good scary movie that's not just Makes you feel porn. uncomfortable and unsure. You see your dad's dick? This well, is... and that's like it was all the parents. <laughs> the parents were who were the monsters when they ended up killing him, yeah. which was the most disturbing. Ugh. Did you see that? I was totally off topic, but so I have a buddy. <laughs> and he just hooked up with his girlfriend for the first time. And she told him, she's like, you got a dad dick. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't like, know. I mean, it's better than like a baby dick or is, is a child it, how dick. How does she well, know what a, yeah, like, I don't know. Know what a dad dick is? <laughs> None of you have heard of this either? I no. Seen. All right. I guess Moving on. Is it like that Venture Brothers thing where his dad's dick comes out of his pants and it has a face? No, no. Like She was like, <laughs> I, I think it was a compliment. She's like, you got a dad dick. Maybe she likes fucking dads. That doesn't sound like a compliment. That sounds like, like that sounds like the dick is like forty five years old and sad from a lifetime of working at a dead end job. Like that's a sad dick. It sounds uh, like something you'd say in therapy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so he pulled it out and it was a total dad dick. You know what movie fucked me up as a kid? And this is kind of a theme in my family. I was trying to think of dad Ernest dick? Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, that, that movie, movie was, was creepy. Yeah. Disturbed yeah. the shit out of me. That movie in like I mean, is Jim Varney retarded? <laughs> <laughs> I think actually Jim Varney's dead is, Yes So no The answer's no, no. <laughs> You can't be dead if, You can't be retarded If you're dead I think that's good Dad dicks and Jim Varney's retarded We'll see you next week <laughs> This episode has been brought to you By the Bohemian Brewery Located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard In Midvale, Utah Please make sure to like And rate us on iTunes 
Be sure to check out our friends through being cool. Catch you guys next week.